Talk Zone presents All Things Employment with Vicki Caza. All Things Employment with issues, answers, and information for today's job market. Here's your host, Vicki Caza. Welcome, everybody, to our new edition of Talk Zone at TalkZone.com, our new edition of All Things Employment. I'm your host, Vicki Caza. Today, what we're going to do is a little bit different than our last show. What I want to do is lay out for you, the job seeker or anybody who's in the market for a new opportunity, you may still be in a job but are possibly looking for a new opportunity, I want to lay out some of the action steps that you can improve or you can take actually to improve your job hunting skills. Resumes, interviewing, and job searching has changed dramatically over the years and what may have worked 10 years ago may not work today. The resume format itself that you use for your first job is more than likely way out of date. So what we're going to do today is talk about resume format, why a cover letter is important, or is it important, and then tried and true steps to take that you should take to ensure that your credentials are reviewed. Who may be the most important person to impress during the interview process? How do you mine the internet and get results? And then developing your own plan of action and more. And throughout the call, I welcome your, throughout the show rather, I welcome your call. So please feel free to pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-463-6748 or 888-GO-FOR-IT. And throughout the call, throughout the session actually, you can ask me any questions on anything having to do with the interview process or writing a resume, how to get a call back, what to say during an interview. I'll be more than happy to take your calls and provide some answers that can help you in your job search. So let's talk about now how you ride the emotional wave of being unemployed and how it may affect your day-to-day activities. Because let's face it, no matter how long you might have been in a job or in any one place, Being told that you're no longer needed is very hard. It cuts to the very core of you as a person. Now, the thing to keep foremost in mind is that 99% of layoffs, rifts, right-sizing, downsizing, or whatever your company called it, it's not personal. It shouldn't be personal. Although people will say, you don't know how I feel. It is personal. It's affecting me. Absolutely, it is affecting you. But the decision to cut that particular position or that particular department after careful review of the company as it stands today and where it's poised to move move in the future. Now, if you were listening to our show last week, you heard me say that I have been in both both sides of that table. I was a senior human resources executive for a large company for many years. And recently, when they did a reorganization or they merged with another company, my position was eliminated. It's almost like musical chairs. When the music stops, there wasn't enough chairs left and my position was gone. So, I've been on both sides of the table. I've had to give the information about a layoff, and I've had to receive the information about the fact that I was being let go. Still, it hurts and it stings, and rightly so. It's been said that losing a job creates as much stress as the death of a loved one or a divorce. It's serious and it's palpable. Now, here are some of the emotional and physical issues you may face as a result of job loss, and I mention them to you just so that you may recognize yourself or some of the emotions that you're feeling right now or somebody in your family or a close friend may be feeling. And some of those issues are forgetfulness, anxiety attacks, dizziness, feeling out of sync, perhaps difficulty concentrating, migraine headaches, repetitive dreams, or even feeling a loss of control. Now, put into perspective, 
these are essentially the steps you may experience as you work through your period of unemployment. And the first I would, I would say is shock and denial. First thing you think is, how could this have happened to me? It must be a mistake. My career is over. I will never find another job as good as this one. And what will my friends and family say and how am I going to tell them? The next thing you may experience is fear and panic. I will never be able to pay my bills. Am I going to lose my house? Am I too old to land another good job? Will I have to relocate to find another opportunity? And what if we have to cut back on all the kids' activities? And then anger. This is not fair. After all I did for that company, this is the way they treat me? They have no right to disrupt my family's well-being. No one can imagine how this feels. This is an outrage. Or how did they decide to eliminate my role? And then the bargaining phase. Maybe it was all a mistake after all. Maybe they'll call me back and apologize. I'm due for something good to happen. I'll get another job right away. I wasn't all that happy there anyway. And then perhaps depression sets in. It's my entire fault. I deserve to be unemployed. I'm worthless. They discovered that I wasn't as good as I thought I was. And if only I hadn't done, hmm. And then the acceptance phase. The past is past. It's time to move on. What I do with my future is up to me. And lounging around the house all day is not doing me any good. And my job search is my responsibility, and only I can make it happen. Now, those six stages, if anybody recognizes, are the exact same stages that were listed in a book by Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross a few years back called The Stages of Grief. Those six stages are exactly the same as you would experience in any catastrophic loss. And job loss or separation from a company is right up there with any other catastrophic loss you may encounter in your life. The one thing to keep in mind, too, that any and all of these emotions and their stages are perfectly normal and perfectly acceptable. There's no need to be embarrassed if you find yourself developing any of these feelings or lingering in one stage or another. And these stages are interchangeable. It doesn't mean that you'll feel depression before you feel anger or acceptance before you start the bargaining stage or the shock and denial phase to let to set in. The one thing to keep in mind, though, too, is to remember don't let anybody tell you to just get over it. I don't believe you can get over it. I believe you have to go through it. And that's exactly what you need just to allow yourself to do. Go through the stages and let yourself feel these pains and let yourself work through them. Now, it's perfectly acceptable to curl up on the couch watching bad daytime TV and eating junk food. And that should last for about a week. That's one thing you shouldn't let yourself linger in. After that, it's time to move on, time to make your move, time to start planning. So now may be a great time to get back into the exercise program you never had time for before or the household projects you've been putting off because you've just been too busy to get to them. Now's a good time to reconnect with family. And remember, it's an adjustment for everybody. Allow yourself time to feel bad, to feel blue, to feel bad for yourself. But don't let these feelings overtake you. This was not a personal move on the company's part. It was purely economical. Now, I would say the best manner in which to deal with these feelings is try to maintain as much normalcy as possible. And I know that's easy to say. But what I'm suggesting is you get up the same time each day. Don't make any major life-changing decisions right now. Don't consider moving or selling assets or anything major until you know exactly what you need to do. 
Don't make any impulse moves. And the other thing, too, is many people still feel that unemployment is not something they want to be involved in or there's a stigma attached to being unemployed. File for unemployment as soon as practical. If your company has offered you any type of outplacement assistance, take full advantage of it. It's there for a reason. And as we mentioned on our show last week when we talked about coaching, outplacement is a very good step in the right direction to get you back to where you need to be. So if your company has offered it, and unfortunately many companies are cutting back because it is quite expensive, but I would suggest that you take full advantage of it. On the practical side, you may want to alert your lenders and creditors and utility companies about your current situation. And believe me, they will not be surprised by any call they may get because so many people are in the same situation. But if you call them first, they are more likely to work with you if you're proactive rather than if they need to start calling you about late payments and nobody wants to be called about a late payment. Now, once these matters are handled, think about how this change may affect the financial status of your family. Now, rather than cutting back on every extra activity, try to replace them with something free or something less expensive. Your family, especially young children, will pick up on your moods and attitudes. So if you're constantly worried about money and the job situation, they will begin to feel that and personalize it as well. And let's face it, kids today have enough of their own issues to deal with. They don't have to deal with their parents' issues or the issues of the adult in the family who may be between jobs. Now, The other thing to remember, too, is be open and honest with your spouse or significant others. Let them help you get through this transition, and it is a transition. You will absolutely find something else, but let them help you. A lot of people don't look for help and are very reluctant to take help when offered, but this is the one time when you really need to rely on the people that you're closest to. And the more open and honest you are, the easier it is to deal with the here and now. So keep the lines of communication open and going in both directions. Let them ask you questions. You ask questions about what's going on. Be open and be honest. It's the best thing that you can do. And then the other thing I always tell people is try to keep the job hunt separate from the family or personal time. Just as when you were employed, there was an end to the workday and the beginning of family or personal time. Job hunting 24-7 is not the answer. You need to remember to strike the balance between you and your employment search. This is why it's so strongly suggested and why I so strongly suggest that you maintain a normal schedule so you don't let your job search become all-consuming. Now, if you were getting up at the crack of dawn because you had a long commute for your job, you may want to sleep in a little bit, but get up at a normal time, get up at the same consistent time every day, and begin your process, begin your job search, or begin the activities you need to get underway for your job search the same time every day. And remember also that Finding a job today is a full-time job. And if you're collecting unemployment, think about that's your salary. You're collecting some type of income while you're searching for your job. So look at it that way and put some real rigor around the job search. Again, our lines are open. If anybody would like to give us a call, you could call us at 888-GO-FOR-IT or 888-463-6748. Now, one of the things we do at CAUSA Associates, we talk about developing a plan of action. When we have folks come into the office for career counseling or help with a job search, what we tell them is the best way to create your career future is to look back at what you've done to date. Now, nothing you have ever done career-wise, whether it was in your preferred field or not, was a waste of time. Now's a good time to take inventory of all of your experiences to determine how best to plan your next step. 
And I'll give you an example of that. I had a, a lady come in to talk to me about a job search. She had been let go. She had been an office administrator or an executive assistant for most of the most recent part of her career. And we talked about her experiences and what she wanted to do from there forward. And I continued to ask her questions about what had she done in the past and what led her to be the administrative assistant she was or how she got onto that career track. Well, then she let on that in her early career, she was a collections agent. She did collection work for a large credit card company. And we began to talk more about that. And my message to her was, if you have that experience in your background, you may want to think about pursuing that now as a different career option. Unfortunately, there are a lot of companies who need credit collections for people who are behind in payments and they need to be making phone calls. And since she had that experience... What I suggested was that you turn that experience into perhaps another avenue for your next career move. So as the answer to that, we developed two different resumes for her, one for her experience as an administrative assistant or an executive assistant, and the other purely for credit and collections. And then a third resume we developed for both so that she had the option of going for almost any job that had those types of responsibilities attached to it. And her, and her job search has picked up steam because now she's opened up to different things. So what I say then, too, is think about what you have done in the past and what you might want to resurrect and do in the future. And think about it in these terms. Ask yourself these questions. What did I like best about my last job? And what did I like least about it? Now, when you start to think about things in these terms, and not many people give themselves the opportunity to do this, it starts to emerge as a pattern. You start to see certain things that you may not have realized about yourself or your work history, and it also starts putting together your plan of action, which is what you need to get yourself moving. So the first thing, again, is what did I like best and what did I like least about my last job? Next question, ask yourself, what did I like best and least about the company? The job itself may have been one thing, but the company you worked for might have been something you liked or did not like, and it may not be an industry you want to continue to work in. Now, what did I like least and best about the people for whom I worked? The people that you reported to or the people that made decisions about where the company was going or where your department was going. And then also think about what did I like best and least about the people I worked with. Now, remember, we spend more time at work than we do at home normally. So we build up relationships and friendships with people in the office and develop those maybe a little more deeply than people at home or in our neighborhoods. So think about in terms of that, what did you like least and best about the people you worked for and the people you worked with? And then think to yourself, what are my most important and satisfying accomplishments? So what did you do that you're most proud of? Because keep in mind, when we start talking about interviewing, you're going to be asked a question, what are your greatest accomplishments? So if you start to think about these things now as you develop your plan of action, you'll have your toolbox ready for when the interview call comes. And also think to yourself, what were my most significant failures? And be really honest with yourself here. I mean, it may not have turned out to be a failure in the overall picture of the company, but maybe in your career, it's something that you did that if you had the opportunity to do it over, you would take a different tactic. So think about it in those terms. What was the greatest failure and how did I overcome it? And then think also about what type of feedback did you receive, both positive and negative? Everybody gets reviewed on a job, more than likely at least two times a year. So in all of the time you worked, what type of feedback did you receive? Positive, negative? Was it, was it helpful information? Were you able to improve something that you had done because of the feedback that you got? Think about it in those terms. 
And then what skills did I gain at my last job, if any? If you were in a job that gave you a lot of opportunity to grow and develop, what skills did you develop? Or did you bring your skills with you and just continue to hone those? Did you develop new skills? And what were they? And then you also might want to ask yourself, what was missing from my last job that I'd like to have in my next position? If there's something that I could look for in a new position, again, going back to my history and going back to what I did before my last job, if I could name that, what would that be? And then think to yourself, start to compare what I like to say, the good, the bad, and the ugly. In which jobs were you most satisfied? And why? What made it more satisfying for you? What about that job, that company, that industry? What made that the most satisfying job you had? And then think also, who was the best boss you ever had and why? What was it that he or she did that made that person the best person who you had the opportunity to report to? And then, of course, on the flip side, who was the worst boss and why? Think these, again, these are things that you think through for yourself. You write them down. You, you kind of keep them in the back of your head so that you then, when you're thinking about what you'd like to do next or you're asked in an interview some of these questions, and you may be asked who was the best boss and why, You've got that information already figured out. And then also think about the terms of, you know, what significant barriers held me back from progressing in my career? Now, if it was an incompetent leader, which many of us unfortunately may have had the unfortunate opportunity to work for, if it was an incompetent leader, that's what you have in the back of your mind and that's, that's your reasoning. Or if they just didn't give you enough opportunity to show what you can do, or if the department was moving in a different direction, Think of these things. What are the most significant barriers that held me back in my career? Because, again, these may be questions that you will be asked on an interview. So now's the time to take inventory for yourself to think about these different questions because you may very well be asked and you don't want to be put on the spot. And then also ask yourself, if I could start my career over again, what would I do differently? And would I be in the same field? A lot of people that I've been counseling in the past couple of weeks have come to me from jobs that they have held for 15, 20 years, and it's the only job they've had or the only industry in which they've worked. So throughout the course of us chatting during their information, during the information gathering that we have, I would always say to them, if you had a different field to choose in, what would it be? And if it was a different field, how do you think you could go about getting into it if you could at this point? Is there educational opportunities you'd need to pursue? Do you have some basic background in it? Would it take some brush-up courses for you to be able to get back into that career? What would you do differently if you had the opportunity to be in a different field? Or if you would be in the same field, which is even which is fine as well, what has progressed in that field in the time that you've been in that industry? Because again, for many people who have been in the industry for quite a while or have been in in the same type of role for quite a while, might not have ever had the opportunity to do things differently. They might not have had the opportunity to learn something new, to take a training or an education course, or to pursue any outside information. So this is a really good time to take inventory for yourself. This is a great time to think back on where you've been, how you got to where you were, how you felt about being where you were and in the industry that you were in. Take an inventory of who you worked with. Was it a good working experience and relationship? If you had the opportunity to do something different, totally different, what would it be? So what I'd like for you to do now is take some time and think about some of those questions. Again, the phone lines are open. If you'd like to give us a call at 888-GO-FOR-IT or 888 
463-6748. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a moment on all things employment. 